The Grizz Den Podcast 2021 offseason is presented by Walker Financial Management. John Morant is an NBA superstar and the engine of the Grizzlies offense. But he would be the first to tell you it takes consistent support from teammates, coaches, trainers, and advisors for him to be the most successful on and off the court. In the same way, small business owners are the engines of their companies and wear lots of hats. Walker Financial Management exists to support owners of small to medium-sized businesses, specifically in regards to bookkeeping. They offer customizable solutions like transaction categorization, monthly financial statement preparation, accounts receivable, and payable management, payroll, CFO services, and more. If you or someone you know is spending too much time, money, or stress on bookkeeping, find peace of mind by, by visiting www.walkerfm.com to schedule a free consultation with a certified bookkeeping professional today. Again, that's www.walkerfm.com. Welcome to another off-season edition of the Grizz Den Podcast. Brantley is here. Let's go. And so is Ty. Let's go. And we are here today to talk about Justice Winslow. The Grizzlies have a decision to make about Mr. Winslow. By August 1st, there's a team option that Winslow has in his contract, and it's for $13 million. So if the Grizzlies decide to pick up that team option, Justice will be an expiring contract for $13 million on the Grizzlies roster this upcoming season. And if they decline that option, Winslow becomes an unrestricted free agent. Technically, the Grizzlies could still sign Winslow um, at an amount of his his cap hold at that point would be nineteen and a half million. If we, they were to, that's just kind of how the the NBA does its raises uh, for players of his many years, as well as his contract value. Um, so there is that cap hold technically. However, what we are here to discuss today is whether or not the Grizzlies should pick up that team option, and whether or not the Grizzlies we think in reality will pick up that team option. So. Let's start with just our opinions. Brantley? You want me to start with will they or should they? I think that you sh- we should start with should they. <sighs> if you're in that chair. I guess I guess it depends on what like the back room conversations have been and the number that you think you can get them at to extend. You know, like you're talking about picking it up. I'm on, saying picking it up own. for this year, and then it's going to be an expiring contract next year. I'm not necessarily talking about extension. Okay. Then, Because uh, you would have to decline his team option and then resign or something. Resign okay, I'm getting too complicated. I'm really sorry. I don't think they should. And I don't really have m- much more than I just think that he is going to be 
fat on a team that's already sort of fat with rotation players. And I don't really know if he's going to give you much more than that. And so I think that they should prioritize players that they know are going to be on the roster moving forward. And I just think that he isn't going to be that. And I think they've sort of learned it. So that's why I don't think they should. Ty, what do you think? Uh, it's not an easy, um, it's not black or white for me. Uh, it's pretty nuanced, kind of a gray area conversation. Um, the should they versus will they, I think they will. Um, should they, I mean, I could see the argument for both ways. Um, the argument for no is that that opens up a decent bit of cap space. So if you think that you can go use that elsewhere on a player that can help you more than he can, I think it makes sense to let him walk. Um, some of the guys out there, we may look into free agent stuff in a, in a different podcast, and we'll kind of connect that at yeah, that point. I think point. they'll overlap, though. So if there's a guy yeah. that you have on your mind, so like, out there. Um, so we would roughly have 20 to 22 million dollars in space if we let him walk. What can 20 to 22 million dollars a year get you this offseason? Uh DeMar DeRozan is a name to look into. He would very much change the tra- trajectory of our team. Very he would change a lot. We would no longer be this fun youth, oh my gosh, Grizzlies how are they doing this kind of thing? He would change us to be like, wow, DeRozan, very established, like super great player, like really solid. So that would be interesting. Um, if you look at guys, like obviously if you watch the Grizzlies at all, you see that we are starved for shooting with size. Um, we got a few shooters, but they're all like 6'3 and kind of limited because when you have to play them all at once. So Duncan Robinson is another guy that you look at, right? But he's restricted. What is Miami willing to pay him, a.k.a. what is Miami willing to match? If you offer him four for 80, is A, would you do that in the first place if you're Memphis? B, would Miami be like, cool, no problem, we're matching that in a heartbeat? So you have to kind of view the landscape, I think, first of all, and think to yourself, could this money be allocated differently to help us as a team? If that can't happen... I think it's the best thing to do to keep the asset, which is kind of what we've talked about before, which means not extending, not declining his option and extending him, but just picking up his $13 million for this coming season and keep him on our team, keep him on our roster. He is an asset. You can trade that $13 million if you need to. Um, so I think those are the two things that you look at. Um, as far as just letting him walk without a plan, I think is uh, I think is going to be a tough thing to do. So I think you need to know going into this situation, if you let him walk, you must have a plan to back that up, right? Like if you if we let him walk and then just let that twenty million sit in space, that would be tough. So uh, all great points. While you were making those points, Will and I both had the exact same timeline. Just like what is the timeline of all of this stuff? Because to your point, it's so we have to pick up the option on justice by August 1st and then free agency begins August 2nd. So the whole it's 
I'm sure there's maybe some meddling that's happening. There's some. There's some. We agent need to tamper. Talk. We need some tampering. Like, so can I? I want to just respond because I love. I love the points that you made. And my my belief and opinion is that it's just worth taking the risk, not picking it up, seeing if you can test the waters and get out there, seeing if you can bring a guy in there if you want, if you really think that it's a taking a swing that's conservative enough to like help this team maybe win a first round playoff series next next year, which I think that that's a pretty realistic ish type goal potentially for this team. They got there this year. Let's take another step next year and try to win one. So. I, you're not going to really know if you can lure a guy there or not, and I want them to be in a position to try. Completely get it. Just let me throw this out at you, Brantley. Um, okay. Next season, let's say for the next three years, who would you rather have on this roster, Justice Winslow or Doug McDermott? The same amount? Yeah, sure. Dougie McDermott. Okay. Will? Yeah, I mean, okay. just given Winslow's health and his lack of being able to do anything. Sure. So, again, f- for you listeners out there, s- some context. Trying to shape this thought, right? Doug McDermott is an unrestricted free agent this summer. They're very much a guy that we could go get if we wanted to pay him a certain amount of money. Easily. If he chose to come to us, right? But I think we could offer him probably maybe more than others, maybe more than others are willing to, whatever it looks like, right? He could he could be a Grizzly, realistically. He can't be a Grizzly and Justice also be a Grizzly. So the thought is like, hey, if you had to pick between those two guys, which one would you rather have? I, I tend to almost agree with you guys and McDermott because the dude can just absolutely stroke. And if they're both giving you 20 to 22 minutes a night, right? Like, Justice it doesn't project to play 32 minutes a game, right? Um, I think I would rather have Doug McDermott, even though he's five years older. The upside's no longer there. You could argue Justice's upside isn't there either. It's just a thing to think about. One thing that I've heard thrown out there um, are the guys. So, DeMar DeRozan's a really interesting conversation. He is a... Um, a, a uh, like two slash three on the floor, obviously very established, a good vet. However, he's going to have a really hard time in this market um, because he's going to be looking for a, his his final kind of veteran deal. He's going to be looking for as many years as possible that he can get at a reasonable rate. One thing he could do, though, were those longer term deals not to be you know not out there, was find a team just like the Grizzlies. Or somebody like the Knicks or the Spurs. Well, you know, the Spurs are in this position. He's already on the Spurs. But he could sign like a one-year $30 million deal with any of these teams. He makes a lot of money, but it's a very short-term deal. And so something like that is out there. I know that Tim Hardaway Jr., I believe, is in a really interesting place in his his uh, timeline in the NBA to where, you know, if he is – one more year of, of playing, and then the next season he's eligible for even more. Just as a they have in the in the NBA, the, the salary cap or the CBA is set up to where years of service matters a lot for how much you can make. And so if you can structure these shorter-term deals to then open up your free agency when you're eligible to make a lot more money, 
uh, you do that. And so those are two guys that I could see the Grizzlies offering just kind of a one-year, maybe even two balloon payment to. Um, but I think it, I believe that the Grizzlies will pick up the option and hot take. I think it is actually the thing they should do, but only for the sake of the next trade deadline, because I think this is going to be a big year of volatility in the NBA this next season. After we're seeing in the playoffs right now, the Bucks and the Hawks and the Suns, and the Clippers are pro- the Clippers are probably the least surprising out of those four teams. I think you're going to see a lot of other teams um, start to think that they can have a bite at the apple after watching these teams. And so, I think you're going to see a lot of movement. I think you're going to see um, stars. You've already there's already reports of Damian Lillard, players like that who are starting to get disgruntled. Um, trade deadline could yield a lot of things for a lot of teams because I think there's going to be a lot of restructuring that's going to go on in the next couple of years. Teams are going to be looking to to move th- some things around. I think having an asset like Justice, we used to say that Dylan Brooks was this asset for us, whereas this mid-level contract that we can kind of throw into any deal to maybe you know put uh, three quarters in for a dollar or something like that. And so we... I think we'll keep the asset. I don't think he's going to be in the rotation necessarily. I think it's it's purely a um, Gorgie Jang type deal to where we have the salary cap on the books so that we can meet the floor. We maybe sign one additional free agent, uh, which we're going to uh, go through our options there in a future pod. Um, I, I mean, I hate that that's what I... I hate that we don't necessarily, in my mind, have really viable options other than that, but I think that's just what they're going to do. I think they're going to, from a business perspective, keep the asset on the books. So what I heard you say is that you think the primary objective of the front offices will be is to keep this year as sort of one of the the final years of like the lingering G&G assets on the books to maximize it prior to starting to make win now moves. That's the primary objective. Don't hear what I'm not saying. We still want to win, but the primary objective is that versus figuring out how to get something on this team to enhance the players on its roster and its current construction to doing more. Yeah, because I don't think you're going to look at this list of free agents and say, we have our guy in here. We have our guy to where we're going to open up as much space as possible right now to then sign them for but a long-term But you can get deal. better without finding the guy. No, I agree, but I think that the guys, to me, that are in this class coming up, there's only a few, and I've pinpointed a few that I really like that can fit our you know, in between sort of stage right now that can help, but also not be a liability later on. But it's, it's tough because those guys aren't out there where I would be comfortable with. Let's throw everything at them long-term wise. And so I think aligning justices deal with all of our other guys that are going to expire, like JV, like Kyle, like Tyus, it gives you optionality for any type of deal that can, necessarily um, yield players from any sort of team. Does a team need a center? Does a team need a defensive three? Does a team need a backup point guard? You know, you you can fashion these deals um, sort of 
to whatever the other team wants with, with these players. And Justice is definitely at the bottom of that list because his value is shot. To me, he's just a number on the books for what it's worth. But I don't know. It's just hard. I think it's more of the opportunity cost. It's like, what are you going to gain unless they have a plan to throw something at a Gary Trent Jr. or a Norman Powell or something like that um, that we don't know? I mean, they could value those players, and we just have no idea. But it seems from the rhetoric coming from the team at these end-of-year press conferences that they're... I mean, it could be just all the other BS that they always talk about where it's just very positive on all their guys. They're not going to say anything negative. But it also, at the end of the day, could mean something real. So, we'll see. Um, yeah. I, I, my intuition is, for whatever reason, I'm just, I was just stunned that he didn't get any run in the playoffs. No, I, I think I he's. Agree. I think he was getting the Josh Jackson treatment, and he's gone. That that's my. I'm. I'm could be completely dead wrong, but I just felt like we saw this example. I and I understand your rationale. Actually, I mean, I'm. I like could understand doing that and keeping him on the books for those reasons. But I mean, he was also kind of one of those guys that, at least from what we heard, like from a charisma perspective was getting along with some of our stars. It's kind of not good to keep him around if he's not going to play. That's the other thing though, is there's, there's probably two people in this camp total in the world, but there is an argument to make that this is the one training camp he's going to have. That's actually full. And last year could have just been a whole multitude of reasons why he couldn't play. So then, so then you start to get into okay. If they decide that, if those, if our stars want him to play, he's going to get a full training camp. Who does he start to take minutes from? And do we want that? He's he's the he's the Kyle Anderson backup. He's the Dylan Brooks Kyle Anderson. It can't backup. just be Kyle though. Yeah, because Kyle's not even going to start anymore. Because Jaron's going to jump into that starting four spot. So Kyle's like your secondary power forward, small forward, and then. Yeah, that's a great point. Is if he's on our roster, but who's, wait, hold whose on. Minutes are he, is he taking? Do you not think it's going to be Ja, Dylan, Kyle, Jaron, JV? Ooh, maybe. Um, Dylan Kyle at played the two. A, Kyle played a ton at the four this year, right? But um, that was because Jaron was out. You know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Maybe Justice is like your combo three four player but then like Brandon Clark is also in that mix was a very same similar position um Bain needs to get as much time as humanly possible he should start this season right out of the gate see that would be the decision there is do you start Um, Bain or Kyle so realistically like we like to your point Brantley like he didn't get any run in the playoffs because honestly we didn't have we didn't have space we were already playing 11 guys and if you can't shoot what's the point like yeah like that's the interesting thing about everyone talks about like, man, why did Grayson play so much in the playoffs? Guys, we got to have someone that can shoot. We have to have a guy that can at least just put up shots and someone get respect for it. Like he was the only guy we had him and Bain, like Melton couldn't hit the side of the backboard. It was brutal. Yeah. I, or that's all he could hit. And I'm saying that because I think we learned a lot in these playoffs. I think we learned a lot. We said this in our recap, this, the more and more that I've thought about it, it's that we learned, who can turn it on when when the when the lights are on, like in that type of setting, and then we also were starting to see the type of roles that we really need with our stars in in that scenario. And like, 
I mean, and this is also, you can't talk about justice without also talking about Dylan. Because, like, I think you would have historically said you needed Justin or justice to play in that sort of Dylan shutdown role. Now, um, it would be great to have another person, Kyle Anderson, who could step up and hold his own defensively, like in, the, in a stopper type role. But like Dylan was able to do that enough to where, man, I don't know, like maybe what you thought you were getting in justice, you also have in a scorer and you just don't really have a, have value for him. Yeah. No, that's, that's the thing is like, you're, I don't, I don't buy the argument that he just needs a training camp to like rehab. Like, I, I don't, I don't buy that necessarily for this particular team. Um, but I do buy the fact that the opportunity cost is, is not necessarily on the timeline of the Grizzlies. Like you're not, you're not necessarily by declining his option and opening up 22 million in space. You're not necessarily, there isn't that guy out there who's not going to get enough money from somebody else to keep him. Can I ask one question just to, to, for both of y'all to respond to? Cause your point was we need to pick him up to keep the asset. Yes. Because there could be some crazy volatility. If we don't let him play to to get him to a level to where a team can see that he's de- a decent basketball player and can at least play defense, then who's going to trade for him at the deadline? I, I think he's more of the matching salary. I don't even think he's the value. I think he the, a Brandon Clark, a... Um, You're just saying keep him to use him as a chip to, totally, get to match a salary. He is amount. a pure number at not that point someone else that needs him no because okay. at that point you're not going to a team that's looking to make a trade let's say for somebody they have on their books long term that we might want they're not going to also want to take back a long-term deal that we signed this offseason in lieu of picking up justice's option they're going to want something expiring and so that's that's my point i guess gotcha and it sucks that you can't have that roster spot be helpful like it does yeah it's just really difficult because <clears throat> if you look at just like what we need and I'm thinking like starter role, not like bench come in and play 16 minutes a night. I'm thinking like, God, what works well with our starters and self-creation and scoring is just, it's just the glaring light shining back at us. Playmaking. Yes. And justice just has zero of that in his game. He is a great defender, can switch a lot of different positions, can play really solid defense on legit like one through four. He can't guard the five, but he can do a lot on the perimeter. He's super strong, very physical defender. We saw a few times this year. I remember in the Miami game, Butler was just unconscious there for like a six-minute span with Dylan on him, and you could hear butler like screaming at winslow come get your boy talking about dylan come get your boy dylan checks in the game and i think butler or sorry justice checks in the game and jimmy butler goes like oh for his next six and just like kind of gets completely taken out of the game because justice just makes it his one the only reason he's out there is to shut that guy down and that's great to an extent. When you have other guys on the floor that can pick up your offensive liability, and we don't have that right now. Like we need self-creation on the perimeter. We need a guy who can create a shot. And when you're paying someone $13 million a year, you expect them to bring – he's our second highest paid player on our roster. 
next year outside of uh, Jonas, which is nuts. He's our second highest paid player. You expect like him to bring a lot of different things, and Justice is just so limited in the one thing that we need the most. So it just it's really tough to just like we're gonna pick it up to Will's point. He's gonna be on our roster next year. I would be absolutely shocked if we didn't pick up his option. If we didn't, that means we have tampered and we have a deal in place with somebody else. Yeah, so August 1st, he de- we decline. August 2nd, we sign someone. That means Norman Powell is coming to Memphis someone. on a four-year, like, $80 someone. million dollar deal. Yes. Yeah. So I think we, I don't know, it's just really tricky, and you could think of, like, sample size. He's only played 37 games in the last two years, which is absurd. He's still only 24, which is still a pretty young player. But at some point, you are who you are. And Justice hasn't shown. He's only shot above like 40% from two or four. He's never, he shot above 45% from two, two times in his career, which is like really bad. Um, You expect to be hovering around 50% most of the time. He's nowhere close to that. Um, He can't score. He can't create on his, on his own. And we really need that. So as far as fit with this team, I just don't think it's there. I but he's going to be on our team next year. My so. prediction is you're going to pick up the option and you're, you're going to give him spot minutes in the first three months of the season to see how he can play at about 12 minutes a game. If he performs well, great. If he doesn't, he's right where you expect him to be. So, Any final thoughts before we close the chapter on our boy Justice? Will you? I will be surprised if the option gets declined. And I will be, in a way, excited because that means that the front office has plans that are much bigger, more quickly than any of us expect. But it feels like they're very um, uh, predictable, very kind of plotting, very slowly uh, in their way they're going about things, which is nice. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're in a rush, which they shouldn't be. Like, I know we made the playoffs this year. We were, you know... Not expected to do so. We very much surprised everyone. And I think even though we've had success a lot sooner than we thought, this is still very early in the process. And it's going to be really tough for Grizzlies fans to not look at Atlanta and be like, man, we could throw some money at the next Bogdan that becomes available. And like, God, look what he did for their team. Look what Capella did for their team. Look what even Lou Williams off the bench is going to do for their team. It's going to be tough for Grizz fans not to be like, God, like DeMar DeRozan, a great example, right? Great example of a floor raiser that's going to get to you in that just definitely playoff contention. It's going to be really hard for them to be like, why would we not just decline Justice's option and go for someone like that? But I think you still have to take a step back and view it as a different process because not every team is the same and not every trajectory is the same. And I think the Grizzlies may be on a slightly different one but at the same time, I completely understand their point of being like, God, just cut bait with the guy. He's not helping you any. So They're staying patient for Zion Williamson's opt-out. <laughs> Jokes. Um, all right. Well, thanks for joining us for Brantley for Ty. I'm Will. This has been the Justice Winslow offseason episode. Uh, we'll see you back next time very soon. <laughs>